The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 356 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez. My co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City and the Mephistopheles of Mini Golf. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. Oh, you've been mini golfing, huh? I have. I was in the luxurious town, Gomez, of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I don't know if you know this or if you're aware, but it's a big golfing town. I did not know that. It's it's a huge golfing town. But what it also is is a big mini golfing town. Yeah. I love a mini golf. Mini golf's the best. So I played... At a, it was called shipwrecked. Ooh, a lot of ships in the. It was just, you know, it was just like a boat themed, and the course was called the Captain's Course. Whoa, they, they knew you were coming. They had two courses, Captain and Skipper. I said, "Well, I know which one we're playing." <laughs> Skipper, get out of here! <laughs> I love it. The Captain. Did you? Did you have your hat? Did you? Were you like prepared for this moment? Of course. If you go on uh, my social media th- on Threads, you see a picture of wow. me with my mini golf club over the shoulder, saying, "A course fit for a captain." How you? Uh, how you doing on those threads there? Threads. Love right? threads, bro. We we spent. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Egon Musk uh, last week and how he's <laughs> fucking up Twitter and shit, and and. The Zuck coming through big time. The Zuck. The Zuck. (laughs) Giving us threads. And I think threads is going to be okay. It's not perfect. There's like 90% of everything is people you don't follow or maybe don't care to see. But you know what? It's easy to sign in because you already got your name. If you have Instagram, you just roll everything over. All the people you follow. So... I think Threads is great, and we're all having fun on Threads. I signed up, but I haven't. I haven't been on there much. Not gonna you, lie, you haven't been threading. I haven't been threading. I also I was able to get a an invite to spill. This is another thing that people are doing, and uh, I was able to get on there. No one's. I I signed up for these things, but I don't. I don't do nothing. Nobody's talking. It's supposed to be kind of visual. I don't know. I don't know if these people. I just want to read some some tweets. What what are they called? They call threads. What, do threads. they have a name? You, you just thread. threads. Reading thread. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like you. Because you know, on Twitter, there's threads. Oh, this is my Twitter thread. You know, it gets confusing. It should be called that's something else. It's a. It's a, that's a series of tweets. Sure, and now but... you have threads, which is nice. Oh, it's nice. I, you know, quite frankly, I needed another outlet. Where I could post my musings. Can't have enough. No. You might miss one or two people. So what if I just copy and paste it across platforms? 
But come on, that's what most most people gotta be doing, that right? What are you? Everyone's ex- this is exclusive for exclusive Twitter, exclusive content for the threads. <laughs> oh, you gotta sign up now, folks. You're gonna get exclusive content, thread only content. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I've left th- now. Twitter in the rearview mirror. Goodbye, oh, Egon. I'm still there. I'm still there. Fucking the Titanic sinking. I'm on fire. Everything's on fire. And I'm still. We got no jobs. We got no money. Our pets' heads are falling off. Oh, we're still there, bro. You got right, Captain. You're supposed to go down with the sinking ship, bro. It ain't my ship. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, leave a five star review wherever it is that you're consuming this. And now, if you're on threads, well, we don't have a Car Jomez threads yet because, quite frankly, I can't figure out how to have multiple accounts. I think other people do. I just don't know how. I tried hitting the little button, and every time it just says, Do you want to update your profile? And it's like, Yes, but no, that's not exactly what I'm looking for right now. So it's in tough. the meantime, follow us on all the traditional social media at Jomez. And if you leave a five-star review, screenshot it to us uh, or, or me. Just screenshot it to me. I don't care. Find me on threads. The Joe Shoes on the thread. Send it to me. I'll send you an 8 by 10 Signed by Gomez. Signed by me. Everybody goes home happy because what do we know about threads, Gomez? We're all having fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but hit the breaking news music. Oh. Breaking news. What's 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 going on, bro? Gomez, I have got some top shelf news items this week and I'm going to start with the least exciting one first because that's how you sucker in the listeners you give them something not that exciting okay exclusive at walmart if you can find them in your frozen food uh, section sonic drive-in branded tater tots whoa oh shit. frozen bag of tater tots exclusive to walmart oh shit now, bro. this gets me hyped because I love I, Sonic has dropped the ball on a lot of occasions. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it. Whoa, what the fuck? I've gone to Sonic quite a bit of times. If you go on YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes, watch some Sonic reviews. Not all of them are very complimentary. Oh, no, no, no. But I do love, love a good Sonic. tater tot. Oh, they're so good. And so now I got to try their, their frozen tots. Yeah. But I don't I'm know how difficult song. it's going to be to find them because, like, that one time I found, like, the White Castle pizza rolls, haven't found them again. Oh, bro, I, I, they don't exist. Like, I don't know if they discontinued, if it was a trial run. That one time I saw it, I never saw it again. Insane, bro. Bullshit. Ugh. So, well, you're going to try out some frozen tots? 100%. I haven't gone to Sonic in a while. I've been eyeing. I'm like, I could go for Sonic, but I never, I'm never in the area. And then I haven't been to Walmart in a hot minute. So I've been planning in my head. I got to go to Walmart. So I got to go to both Sonic and Walmart. And now here's the best this, of both worlds. This is it, bro. Just take it on home. I hope they have it. The Walmart by me is very hit or miss with the food, mm. especially frozen stuff. The ice creams, they never have ice creams. 
don't matter if I go to the superstore or not. It's very upsetting, bro. Come on. Yeah. I need I need my sweets. I need my limited edition. Uh, speaking of limited edition, Gomez. Whoa. Exclusive to Little Caesars. What? Pepsi is going to do an exclusive pineapple flavor cola that will be exclusive to Little Caesar, and that's going to be starting next week, July 17th. July, I got to pencil this in, bro, for real. A pineapple Pepsi? Woo! I think there's one Little Caesars by me, and it's like 20 minutes away. But I legitimately it. have a Little Caesars walking distance oh. from my place. But you know what I'm not trying? Pineapple Pepsi, because that just sounds terrible, because pineapple sucks. Pineapple's the fucking best, bro. Oh, absolutely so horrible. Love a pineapple. The mango Pepsi. I was a fan of that mango Pepsi. And who don't love a cherry Pepsi? Mm, Cherry's love... not real fruit. Cherry's just flavor. <laughs> ah, I love some fruit and some soda, my bro. Cherry Pepsi, my absolute favorite soda of all time. And I'm a guy who knows about soda. It's a great but that's soda. That's not real fruit. That's just flavor. Fruit. It's true. I tell you, I love fake fruit. Oh, it's even better than real fruit, bro. If I'd never had real, I, and I love fruit, I love fruit. But give me a fake strawberry any day. Oh, baby, fake strawberry cream, the best. Like I love like watermelon flavored candy and stuff. But you know what I don't love? Watermelon. Actual sucks. watermelon. I agree with you. The watermelon sucks. If I wanted some water, I'd drink a glass of water, bro. Get that shit out of here. Melon I would cantaloupe. Drink good water too, like Fiji. Like a nice water. <laughs> yeah, that's the water you like, Fiji. I'm spoiling myself. <laughs> that's expensive. We don't pay eight dollars for glacier water. Ooh. That's crazy stuff. <laughs> I used to think uh like Avion was like the pinnacle <laughs> of high class living. Because I would never see people really drinking bottled water when I was a kid. It, it hadn't blown yeah. up quite yet. No. And the few people that did would have this Avion, and they'd be like, my God, they're just living on a whole different level. You know, six-year-old me knew enough to know that Avion was probably very impressive. <laughs> Bro, no one drank water, period, when we were younger. Nobody drank no fucking because water. Because it's stupid. Nobody drank water. A kid came home, where's that juice? Just drinking juice all day long, bro. Now it's like, oh, they can't have juice. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. We used to have the fruit punch, like the mix. You had like, yeah. the, you know, you just pour the, the sugar in and then fill it with water. That way it's not real water because no one yep. wants water because it's no. terrible. Never, bro. We never we drink water We always had like lemonade this. or iced tea or yep. fruit oh, punch, always iced any tea. flavor. Yep. If there was a new flavor of Kool-Aid out, guess what I was getting in my motherfucking refrigerator? 100%. A new flavor of Kool-Aid. Always had some Capri Suns. Charcoalberry Kool Finn, all Woo! about it. The best. Love Once it, again, bro. not real fruit. <laughs> oh, but also when we were younger, they did have Poland Spring commercials and shit like that. Avion Poland commercial. Spring, what, what it means to be, to be from Maine. Maine. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I haven't thought of that forever. But for like, I don't see no bottled water commercial like that now. It's always like a put this in your water. 
You don't want to drink water. Yeah, Put yeah, some yeah. of this squeezy what stuff it, in like there. Like Zio or like whatever. <laughs> There's a like, whole bunch of them. You put like two drops of like some fugazi yeah. shit in your water because no one actually likes the taste of water. Never like that. They got those those cups where the water is is right there. So if you sip it, the water that's cool. I like that. Hey, how about smart cups? Smart Cups is a company where oh, the yeah. flavor is 3D printed on the cup, so you add water, but it turns into a drink immediately. That's 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 some crazy stuff, bro. Wow, the future is upon us. Yeah. So, and it can be like anything. Like there's alcoholic ones where the drink is 3D printed in the cup, and it's you know it saves on environment because you just. You know, they can ship a billion cups at one time because it's so small. It's a little plastic cup. Wow. That's interesting. I like that. That's uh, It's actually my double main man, Knick's brother's company. He invented it. He's like a genius, and his brother is Knick. That's pretty awesome, bro. We got to do right, something. Right now, he's on this reality show with uh, who's the, the angry chef man? Gordon Ramsay. He's on Gordon Ramsay's show where they're like playing to get an investment in their company. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I got I to gotta check that out because that's a really cool idea of 3D printed cup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, last bit of news, Gomez. I think this is fucking game changer right here. Whoa, we always bitch fuck? and moan that McDonald's doesn't give us anything new. And yeah, they gave us the Grimace shake. But even when they do really give us something new, it's like the same old sandwich we've been putting together ourselves for fucking 10 years. 100%. Except this time. They said, you know what sucks? Fruit. Here we go. So now we're going to give you a real pie, a cookies and cream Oreo pie. McDonald's coming through big time cookies and cream pie only available in select U.S. markets right now. But this has got to catch on like wildfire. It's wildfire season. I I don't even understand why we slowly rolling this out as if. As the if, world like, you gotta test cookies and cream. The world doesn't want a fucking <laughs> cookies and cream pie. What are we doing, McDonald's? Fucking send them out, bro. Send them. Let's go. Get the drones places, ready. It's like New Jersey, Oklahoma, and Ohio. <laughs> Oklahoma. They'll be the judge of that. The, Maybe they're there's the a big biggest cookies Oreo and cream thing. market. Maybe, Maybe there's a big Oreo faction down there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited. Jersey, you say, huh? Yeah, mm, I got some Jersey trips coming up here. Mm. Yeah, but then that, that means you got to see family then too. Yeah, well, no, one time it's going to be to see Fallout Boy, which is family. Whoa. So you're right there. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, so I'm gonna have to, I'm have to make a pit stop to these McDonald's. I'm sure they're going to look at me like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What, what, yeah. what Oreo? <laughs> Come on, the thing I saw it." <laughs> uh, speaking of Fallout Boy Gomez, last week. They dropped their, I guess, cover or their reinterpretation (laughs) of We Didn't Start the Fire, the classic Billy Joel song. And I've made my feelings on Billy Joel very clear. You love him. That is definitely not the case. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) And I got to say, as someone who loves Fallout Boy, this fucking song sucks. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's a it's a silly premise of a song to do right, right off the bat. It's like a silly thing to do. And uh, I don't know. It's fine. I don't think I'm gonna like uh, put it on the Fallout Boy playlist. You know, I don't think it's it's like that. But if it came on, I would listen to it. But yeah, you know, I, I wasn't really looking for a new version of this of this song here. But if you're gonna do it, at least kind of try. Don't just pick a bunch of random words from the fucking '90s and 2000s and just say, "Ah, oh, this kind of rhymes. We'll go with it." Like fucking do it. And they didn't do it. It's all it is so all over the place. How they go from a terrorist act to LeBron James to Pokemon. Like <laughs> it's so. And I understand it's trying to fit everything in, but I mean, I think you know, I think we could have did it a little better. Like, did we really need to name drop the members of Blink One Eighty Two individually? Maybe we did, bro. <laughs> hey, and I love Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> They're all very popular for different things, right? So, I mean, everyone gets a little shout. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. just just fucking atrocious. Yeah, you know, like I say, it's fine. But it's, at the same time, I can see people much younger than me, like spending the summer driving in the car on down the boulevard for the first time in their lives, their friends like totally rocking out, like Pokemon, Tom DeLong, everything <laughs> fucking rhymes. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of mixed uh, mixed stuff online. You know, there are people who absolutely love it, and you know, God bless, you're allowed to love it. Well, but yeah, no, you're not. Like you're wrong. <laughs> you know, if for some people a band can do no wrong, right? For the most part, Fall Out Boy can do no wrong. You know, one or two songs, Uma Thurman to be one of them. You know, yeah, I'm but, not a fan know, of that one. It's corny. It's just corny. Yeah, monsters. What are we doing using the monsters theme in fucking 2016? Like, what are we doing, bro? But then corny becomes the biggest hit. It is their biggest fucking, fucking time. <laughs> it's the truth. It is their biggest. But listen, they they've been uh, sellouts. You know, they every year they got songs right. The Hall of Fame, uh, centuries right for like yeah. uh, baseball, the World Series. We're gonna go down in history. You know, come on, it works. Listen, you gotta pay those bills somehow. I don't. You know, they don't get heavy rotation on my playlist, but. They're good. They're still. It's a good song. No, no, I agree with, with you. And if if I was in the the same situation, I had the same opportunities presented to me, I would sell out too, as quick as possible. I mean, I'm sure when they made the band, they figured, let's you know, we're gonna be rich and famous one day. We're gonna be the biggest band in the world. Yeah, let's try I to mean, make money doing this. Uh, this is. I don't see what's wrong with it. I, never... I can't wait until this podcast becomes big enough so I could put 1,100 ads in it. Really every four, every every two minutes. <laughs> hey, did you watch that thing? Yeah, it was good. Add time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Joe, of I, watching that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I I did a lot of lot of consuming this week. A lot of good. different media. Lots of stuff, Joe. Oh my goodness. Get us on I'm, the board, Gomez. What are you watching? I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with some books. We're gonna start with books right here. I read a comic book. I pick up comic books, so don't be fresh. A comic book I hold in my hand, okay? I picked up a comic book. I've been meaning to check this out for a while. came out last year. It's uh, it's Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. 
It's uh, this story that takes place in the distant future. Everyone's dead. The Ninja Turtles are dead except for one of them who wears uh, a colorless mask. You don't know which Ninja Turtle it is. That's the, the mystery of this story. Which Ninja I know which Turtle one it is. Will, uh, you could guess who you think it is. It's Raphael, duh. Maybe. He's, you know, he talks like him sometimes because it's, he's been through some shit, but I don't know. He carries all the weapons. So sometimes he's using the, the bow. Sometimes he's using Raphael oh, yeah. stuff. Ooh, ooh. So you don't know what's coming. I'm halfway through. It's good so far. It's interesting. You know, it's a little different. It's a little heavy. You know, Ninja Turtles usually a silly, fun thing. So it's a little different take, but I'm into it. I like it, bro. You know, I was just thinking because I said Raphael, and it reminded me of the theme song for the first Ninja Turtles movie, the live action one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the T-U-R-T-L-E power, T-U-R-T-L-E. Love that song. But there's that one, like, verse in the song where it's like, Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm yeah. by the moody. And it's like, whoa, 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 you ain't the fucking leader, Raphael. I know. Right, but he was the main character in the movie, right? You know? Well, he, you know, look, we all know and and bow the knee at fucking Leonardo here. Don't <laughs> bow the knee. Oh, my goodness. We know who's in charge here. It ain't fucking Raphael. It's definitely not Raphael. 100%. No way. Too hot-headed, bro. You can't be the exactly. leader like that. Got to be easy. Like Sunday morning. <laughs> and then the other book I read. See, uh, every year, do you like, uh, I know we talk about like on Christmas time, we watch like the same kind of stuff to get us in the Christmas mood. Do you do that for other holidays and other times throughout the year? No, because I don't celebrate them. <laughs> could, it could. It doesn't have to be a holiday. It could have been just the time. <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> Halloween and stuff, like, I, I there's a bunch of themed episodes and movies, obviously. But no, I really don't do that for any other holiday. So every 4th of July, I usually watch Actually, Joy. 4th of July, yes. 4th of July, there is this one scene from Brazzers that has... <laughs> Who is it? Come on, you got finished. <laughs> It's like Lisa Ann, Phoenix Marie, and they all have like USA bikinis until they don't. And that makes me feel blessed to live in America. God bless America. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every 4th of July for years, I always watch Jaws. It's usually on TV. You know, it would be a staple of WPIX, you know. Mm -hmm. This year, I decided, you know what? I'm going to read the book instead. I've never read the book. There's a Jaws book? Yeah, apparently some guy wrote a book. Crazy, right? <laughs> I so, I never knew there was a book. Yeah, so it's based on a book. And uh, I've always heard about the differences in the in the stories. And uh, so, you know, uh, our good friend, Drunk Irish Jay, was reading it himself. He asked me a question about it. So, you know, I never read that. But now I'm going to read it. He gave me some homework for once. We always give the passengers homework. So I read it, and I got to say, uh, book is, uh, it's all right. The book is, it's got some good stuff in it, obviously. Translates to the screen. But it's got a lot of unnecessary stuff. There's this mob tie-in. You know, like the man wants to keep the, the beaches open because he owes some people some money, some favors. That's not as and, fun as. And he earns that by keeping the public beach open? Well, because they got to make money. If they close okay. the beach, the town can't make money. 
So he's got to keep things open. So the businesses are making money. If they close the beach, no one's going to come. You know how it is in a beach town. They live for this shit. They got, you know, one time a year to make their money. That's it. So so sharks come and fucking shit up. So, you know, but that's not as fun as the man just being a fucking idiot. Because now, like, yeah, I'm going to leave the beaches open. You're going to kill my family? Of course. Come, shark. Eat all the people. I don't care. Right? Not just him being a scumbag. Like, no, bro. So that was not as good. And uh, in this one, uh, the wife has an affair with with Tupa. With, you know, like, Ooh. yeah. She knew him growing up, used to date his brother when he was younger. And she just kind of goes for it. She's like, you know, I just, I want to sleep with this guy. She just makes it happen. I and love it's a like good a, affair. It's like a whole fucking chapter. It's like two chapters of just like going through with it. And, you know, I'm like, well, this is not, this is not the, the Mrs. Brody that I know and love. Mm. So I got to say, this is, he also dies in here. The shark eats him. Shark comes up, he's like, they're like, oh, I think he's alive. The shark comes up, he's like, nah, he's not. Shows the body, <laughs> eats it. It's kind of funny. But, you know, other than that, you know, some changes. I just, they did a great job. Whoever wrote this to the screen, whoo, hats off to you, bro. You took an okay book and you made it a masterpiece. God bless you. Still your favorite movie. The best, yes. It's a perfect movie, baby. So good. Mm-mm-mm. You think it's better than Ninja Turtles 3? Where they become samurai? Turtles in time? <laughs> where they go? <laughs> I got to say, I'm not a big fan of that one. Not going to lie. See, I saw it in theaters, and I have good memories about it because I got to go to McDonald's afterwards, and they were giving away upper deck basketball cards and the Happy oh. Meals, so I got a Ronnie Cycli card. What a great day you had. <laughs> so it was a really good day. What a great day. I remember going for the second one. So the second one's just like always been my shit. Fucking vanilla ice ninja rap. Come on, bro. Super shredder. Oh, it was so good. I didn't see that one in theaters, but I wore the fucking VHS out big time. The best, bro. And then the third one, I think I don't like I guess I don't even know. I guess I saw it when it, I don't remember going to the movie theater, so I must have seen it eventually. I don't know. Something must have happened. Uh, Gomez, I watched this week's episode of Secret Invasion. Oh, I didn't get to it because I watched a lot of other shit. And I was like, I, I was, think I'm going to stock up on these maybe. I was getting ready to go to bed. I said, hey, you know what? Let me let me put this on just for the sake of it. Still hate it. I can't imagine. Putting it on before bed's not a, a good idea either. It's a very slow show, show unless you were trying yeah. to go to sleep. Is no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm like, if I fall asleep, I won't really mind. <laughs> and I wish I would have been able to fall asleep. Oh, you poor guy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah, this came out. I was like, yeah, I'd rather watch other stuff. There's no there's no rush. And I don't think. So, but now there's only three episodes left, and it's like, we really think we're going to be able to wrap this up in fucking three more episodes? Did anything happen, like, at the end of the episode? Yeah, Like, they, like there, kinda... was, there was, okay. like, kind of something big. Okay. So, all right. So, they, they at least, they, they're going. They're going. It, it's moving. It's just... Not something I'm interested in. I get it. I get it. Trust me. I get it. I watched the superhero thing this week, Joe. Did you know that there's a new... I mean, I did too, because that was (laughs) homework for this week. No, not even that. I have a different superhero. A superhero TV show. There you go. Uh, 
there's a new Superman cartoon show. Did you know about this? Nope. It's on Adult Swim, I believe, but then it goes on to Max the next day, you know. Um, it's called My Adventures with Superman, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, the animation is very interesting. It's kind of like a, an anime-looking style. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of have those big eyes and, and the hair and stuff like that. The faces are kind of looking like that. Uh, Superman is played by, what's this guy's name? He's in uh, The Boys. George. He's the normal oh. guy in The Boys. You know, uh, his girlfriend dies. Uh, you know, oh, um, he's a Quaid. Uh, what's this guy's name? Yeah, uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, that guy. Huey. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Huey is that his name? I believe so. Yes, in the boys. Okay. Yeah, uh, Jack Quaid. That's his name. There you go. Okay. I believe. Uh, he's he plays the voice of uh, Superman and Clark Kent. Interesting. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, the show itself is interesting. It's not bad either. It's only two episodes out. I guess it comes out every week. They drop two for the first week, setting things up. It's kind of uh, Superman starting off at the Daily Planet. He's like an intern at the Daily Planet. He's not really Superman. He's kind of still hiding his powers, stuff like that, until he has to use them, of course, because this is something needs to happen. Uh, It's interesting. If you like Superman, I don't know. It's a different take. Nope. I see some people not into it. Like that's what when you say Adult Swim, I'm interested in like the tone of the show. Like why would it be an Adult Swim? It's I only I know it's an Adult Swim because. I saw a commercial. I was like, oh, that's on adult. Like, it stuck with me. Like, oh, this is like a Cartoon Network Adult Swim kind of thing. Interesting. There's nothing in that tone at all. It's a very wholesome Superman suite. The first episode, he saves a cat from the tree. It's the first thing he does. He's like, I'm not going to use my powers. I'm not going to use my powers. He has to save the cat, the missing cat. So Superman does, bro. Why why, why you hating on Superman, bro? Because he saved the cat. He fucking sucks. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I saw the internet was outraged because he has a a transformation scene that looks like Sailor Moon, bro. Like in the sky, turning, and the suit coming on and shit. Like it was, nice. it's wild, it's crazy. So the fanboys were, what is super? What is this? you know? Can't have that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll stick with it. Maybe uh, in a couple weeks I'll come back. Maybe see if something's going on. But. Uh, it's okay, you know. I just I'm into Superman. I wanna, I wanna see uh, what they're doing in Superman world, you know. Oh well, now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> oh my! You got anything else? Because I got I got more, lots more. Yeah, keep going. Go ahead. All right. So let's see. Uh, I went on Netflix. I watched two things on Netflix. Here we go. Ooh. I watched a comedy special. Right. I've been watching comedy specials. This one dropped last week. It's from uh, Tom Segura. I believe that's how you say his name. It's called Sledgehammer. Uh, this is another guy who I've seen. You know, I know him. I know he's popular. I've seen him around. I know he's never popular. Really... He pops up in a lot of stuff like uh, Instagram and stuff. It's always yeah. like, oh, here's Tom Segura. And I'm just like, yeah. but who is this guy? Exactly. You know I know, who, you know, I, I know who's that guy team. right now? There's this guy. I don't know if you've heard I know of you're him. talking about. Yeah, Matt, Matt Rife. Rife. Yeah. Everywhere, every time I open any fucking app that has any kind of, whether it's TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or threads, everybody loves threads. We're all having so much fun on threads, but you know who's having the best fucking time? Matt Rife. (laughs) It's true. Every time you open up one of those things, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
He's got, but it's always crowd work, right? I don't know if this guy's got any any jokes. Well, that's the thing. I've only seen crowd work. It's just crowd work. It's great. I, like, yeah, he's fun. He goes back and forth with the crowd. But I mean, I hope that's not the whole show. Like, you're going, you're going to tell me some jokes. He has a he has a stand up on YouTube. Yeah, it's I, called OnlyFans. Yeah, the name so of I, I was thinking of watching that, but I'm like, it's a couple years old. I don't know if you know. I don't know if that's a good representation of what he's doing now. Like, you know, two years is different for a comedian. Who knows? But uh, the Tom Segura one, it was good. I liked it. Uh, it was one of the better ones I've seen this year. I say him and uh, Bert Kreischer, and I believe they're they're good buddies. I think they have a podcast uh, together. I used to have a podcast like us. together. Yeah, they're good friends. We're also famous comedians. They're uh, they're up there for the the best ones I've seen. I, I was a fan. So next time he has a comedy special, or maybe he's coming to town, I might check him out. It was a good time. I like really uh, I really enjoyed it. Just coming to town. Uh, and then another thing I watched on Netflix, Joe. There was a Wham documentary that dropped, bro. You know, I I watched this. Oh, good baby, yeah. It's just called Wham, right? Wham. It's about an That's hour it. and a half long. Yep. I watched it. I put it on. Once I got back into town, I needed to. It came up on my suggested. I was like, yeah, I'll put it on. Gomez, let me tell you where this is. This is one of the most boring fucking documentaries I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> what? It's the story of Wham. I don't even understand. What was it's so told about? with like no enthusiasm whatsoever. It's just like the voiceovers go between uh, Andrew and then some guy who's playing the role of George Michael. And it's like, and then we took this new song into the studio. And once we were in the studio. I thought it's real George Michael clips from the past. that they Was it? In, uh, how, how can, George sure. Michael's, but isn't he dead? He can't be doing that yeah, now. But they just use like clips of him telling the stories and stuff. I just assumed because he's dead, he can't tell his story. You know, it's like when you I, go on Pirates of the Caribbean and they say, Dead men tell no tales. Uh, I'm pretty sure it said on the bottom, voice of George Michael. Like, they let it know that it was him. I, and well, I just assumed that? that they were taking clips because I'm sure he's told the stories before and they just spliced it up. With the pictures and the the scrapbook and stuff like that. <laughs> I like. Don't get me wrong. Did I learn a lot more about when? Yeah, there? that's yes. that's why I thought it was because good. I it was think, interesting. I think we kind of come away thinking of Wham as a one hit wonder. We know nothing yeah. about them like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're really not. Like, there's there's quite a few songs where you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I know that song. Oh yeah, I know that sure. song. You know, Last Christmas obviously is a huge hit and Careless Whisper and Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go because I'm not planning on going solo. Like, yeah, 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 great. But there's other songs in there too. And it was just, there felt like no energy, no pizzazz. You know, this is show business. Sure, I get that. But that's, I think, what just, we've just gotten used to stuff like Netflix and stuff where they, those talking heads and it's very snarky at times. This was just a straight up, you know, something you would see on 2020 yes. or something. Like, just it, like a it, news it, piece. It does come up off like that. Yeah, like yes, It is. Just it's like just, that, like... yeah. And I get it. I, I can understand what that's kind of boring. But to me, it was interesting because, like I said, I know nothing about them. I know George Michael's great. I love those songs that you mentioned. But it was so it was interesting to see how they, you know, came about and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a good time. I'm listening. Mm. I'm not saying, whoa, this is... 
But if you're interested in Wham, I think this is like, whoa, shit, okay, all right, they did this, that. I find the timing kind of weird. Like, what's going on with Wham now that someone was like... Why is there a Wham documentary? Yeah, yeah, like right now. Summer, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. Interesting. We'll got to look into that, you know? Why, I know who we can't ask. So fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I watched one more thing, but I'm going to save it for next week, but I'm going to let you know that we started watching the idol. Okay. So I watched the Did you finish? Okay. Yes. We're three episodes in. We got two more left. Mm-hmm. So by next week, I'll be done and we can have a full blown topic. I already know how it ends because you just some spoiling ass motherfuckers on the internet. Not just me. Couldn't couldn't help. No, not you. Wasn't you. But I mean, like the second it dropped, bro, like I'm talking like I felt like Sunday night, Monday morning, I was already seeing people talk about what happened and, and the plot twist and the thing. And I'm like, okay. I, I didn't care at first because I wasn't planning on watching the show. <laughs> and, you know, but now I, it only hurts that I'm like watching the show with this in mind, trying to spot different things. Can, well, let me tell you this then. Since you already know, and for those of sure. you who've already watched it, and for those of you who were like <laughs> on the fence, episode five feels like a completely different show. Jeez, okay. It it is one of the worst episodes of television. <laughs> like, oh, by the end, of, like as it's going on, I'm just like, what, what, why is this happening? Like this, what is going on? What? And then the way it ends, which is legitimately out of nowhere. Okay, like there is there is not like some breadcrumbs that were following the trail here. No, it just happens, and you're just going, "What the fuck?" And then you look at poor Hank Azaria standing there because he's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Man, what the fuck is right?" <laughs> okay, so I'm excited. So I'm excited. We'll talk about that next week. Anyone else who was interested? It's on Max HBO show. Maybe it's on HBO on demand. I don't know what you got, but whatever. It's on the Max platform. Idol five episodes. Like I said, it's about forty-five minutes an hour. It's interesting. I'll just leave it there. Very interesting it's, stuff. It's something, man. But like, what makes it a spectacle that like you almost can't turn away from for those first four episodes gets completely the episode, the final episode where you're like, well, they're gonna have to up it now. They're gonna have to up the ante take it even further, go even higher. And it's complete shift from whatever the show was trying to be before. Now I did hear originally it was supposed to have, I don't know if it was one more episode or multiple more episodes, but I guess people just got sick of working with the weekend and they decided to wrap it up quick, (laughs) which is what you should get when you fucking slander Selena Gomez like this. Oh baby. (laughs) Too funny. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do that next week when we could uh, really get into it. But uh, other than that, I mean, the only thing I watched was uh, the homework assignment here, Joe. Well, I watched one more thing. It was just the dark side of the ring this week on the Junkyard Oh, what was dog. this one? Oh, Junkyard, Junkyard dog, dog was a, Was it good? Man, you forget how... Now, you and I are at the age where we might have caught the tail end of JYD. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. by the time we're watching wrestling... It was. He was kind of a middle of the order baby face in WWF. He wasn't a top guy, but like I'm enough of a historian, a fan of the history of wrestling, where I understand that he 
had a great yeah. cultural impact on the black community during his time in Mid-South and what yeah. he meant to the African-American community of wrestlers going forward. But in this episode, you you get the whole picture. They give it to you. And, man, he comes off like a real piece of shit. Really? Because he's in Mid-South. He's the top guy. Watts is giving him everything. And, and don't get me wrong. He's making money for Watts, too. Sure. But then, like, the second he gets the opportunity, he fucking turns and bolts to fucking WWE without, like, even a phone call. It was just, like, the dog gone. Jesus. And then because I, I don't know if it was because of the fame or the celebrity or whether because this is the one thing they don't kind of explain. Like, what was the cause of him getting into drugs? It's like, yeah, he smoked pot because everybody smoked pot. But then he becomes, like, this self-absorbed, oh, like, really? just not giving a fuck smoking crack wherever the fuck he chooses to like pulling out his crack pipe in the middle of public and just Crazy. smoking crack because who the fuck is going to tell the junkyard dog no it's just it's a like it really is a dark side of the ring story interesting mm. i think this one with the doink the clown they really hit that feel that i think dark sure. side is going for whether yeah. positive or negative um but it really fits what you think this show is going to do. Sure. That, it is what I think. I think of something like taking a turn, like, oh, it was this, and then it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, okay. Oh, interesting. I think there's, what, like two episodes left, right? So the season's winding down there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Adrian Adonis and Marty Jannetty are the ones left, I believe. <laughs> that Marty Jannetty. I don't even know. There's so many ways they could take that, right? Like, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that Marty stuff. I... I'll, I'll say this because I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I've been pushing for a while now for the majors to bring in Marty to a live show just because I've hung around Marty and I enjoy him. <laughs> but, uh, like, you can't rely on Marty. Sure. You know, like, yeah, he's he's an absolute wild card. But now they have already shown the artwork for a Marty Jannetty big rubber guy figure that they're doing it's coming out in the old Ooh. rockers gear. So I'm like, you guys gotta bring doing that. Marty, Marty, yeah. now we have to. I agree. Once, once you open that door, now it's like, come on, guys, let's gotta go all the way. <laughs> and let me ask you: this news just dropped today, as we re record this episode. Uh, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive from Mattel for WWE. Ooh, I didn't see. It's Muhammad Ali. It's a two-pack. Oh, that's interesting. It's a figure of him as a boxer. So it's supposed to be like him versus in the Anoki match, boxer okay. versus wrestler. Oh. And then as a referee from WrestleMania 1. So you can have it to go with your WrestleMania 1 sure. Mr. T and your WrestleMania 1 Hogan's. So that's the whole point behind it. But it's Muhammad Ali who obviously transcends sports. Yeah. That's a pretty cool figure. That is... And that's an exclusive for Comic-Con. Jesus. Yeah. That sucks. Ultimate that Edition, sucks. Mattel, WWE licensed. That's a big one. How many of those did they, did they usually make? Like 500 of those, something like that? Uh, it's more than 500, but I genuinely don't know. I've had pretty good luck getting the past you couple do, yes. online. Uh, last year's was the Sergeant Slaughter Ultimate on the like retro LJN-style card back. Uh, the year before that was Mr. T and like the WrestleMania 1 VHS uh, yeah, love that packaging. And the year before that was the Slim Jim Macho Man, which was <sighs> that's, dynamite. That, 
That's just the t- tip of the top, bro. That's the best. So that is an all-time – that is everything a Comic-Con exclusive should be. Yes. Yes, where something – It's enough of a niche where it's not really something you put out at retail, but, man, like for the people who can get it, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I got to say, I haven't ch- – I keep forgetting that Comic-Con is coming up, and uh, I don't even know if there's Comic-Con's anything – Comic-Con's coming up next week. Uh, right now, there, there really isn't anything – announced anyway that i'm excited about but i haven't heard anything from um what mattel's doing if they're doing anything on the he-man side of things i assume they are yeah but i just haven't seen it yet Uh, the announcement for the muhammad ali it's been rumored for quite a few months now but this today was the official announcement yeah i gotta check make sure there's no no horror stuff i'm missing out here i know some funkos i saw um the big one i think was a two pack for the Transformers the movie with Rodimus Prime and Galvatron. The Funkos, the horror Funkos have slowed down because they just they keep doing like a lot of the same characters just over and over. Yeah. But giving them a different this one glows in the dark. This one's this. This one's the, I don't need 17 yeah. Jasons or Chucky's. So the last I just recently pre-ordered a uh Killer Clowns from Outer Space guys. But after that, I haven't, that's been like months. I haven't even looked at a Funko. They went, Oh, I need that for the collection. It's upsetting, Uh, bro. I just saw today they had the biggest Funko sale in history. It's a very limited two pack golden ticket. um, Charlie and Uh, I think it was Willy Wonka two pack. If it's not, it might be Grandpa Joe. I don't know. I I never even seen this thing up until today, but it sold at auction for $215,000. Big money. What do you think? Someone just got all like Willy Wonka stuff. Like it's that kind of thing. Like he's a big Willy Wonka. I need to add this to my Wonka. No, I just think there's people look at tangible collectibles as investment pieces and genuine rarity as opposed to, you know, manufactured rarity is still an asset. But so this guy, you, so you think someone spent, 215 to maybe make a profit one day. Yes. That's a lot of the money. same the same way now the Mickey Mantle card gets traded every couple of years or the Hannes Wagner card gets sold for a bigger profit every couple of years. That's crazy. God damn. That's that's some investment. I hope it works out because, for you, bro. You think about it like if you spend a hundred thousand dollars, which I think the Hannes Wagner card went for 35 years ago. And back then we would go, oh my god, a hundred thousand dollars for a baseball card. Now that card comes up for sale now, and it's been sold for a million, two million, three million. So, you know, obviously there's people who look at these things as genuine investments, and a big part of that's the guy Gary V. Gary V is big into that, always preaching on tangible collectibles with rarity and scarcity. Guy's got a giant safe in his house of just graded high-end collectible cards. Gary V, that fucking guy. Hmm, goodness. Uh, all right, Joe, anything else? So we're going we gonna to have some fun. we got to have some real fun right now. <laughs> so this is the movie we told you to watch. But we all picked it out. This is the unreleased Fantastic Four movie produced by Roger Corman, who is a big... B-movie guy back in the day, right? Oh, yes, sir. So this apparently was supposed to come out in 1994. 
It never did. And within the first couple of minutes, you understand why. Get out of here. Let me tell you something. This movie is no worse than any other piece of shit movie you saw in the 90s. What makes this so bad that they just, we cannot release this movie? Come on. I know. You're right. I'm being a little bit facetious. But it sucks. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's great. But I just think... It's it's on the level of so much shit we watched in the nineties. Like it's it's a perfect nineties movie. Like this is this was made in the nineties, hundred percent. I think it looks so much older than that because of how cheap it is. That okay. it, it to me it almost looks like a seventies like era Flash Gordon type. <laughs> so, but before we get too far into it, yeah, IMDb. Yeah. What do they say for this one? When dosed with cosmic rays. Four intrepid explorers are given incredible powers. Yes, thank you. Oh, I thought there was more coming. <laughs> <laughs> There's not. I mean, so it's the story of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but in this one, if they get their powers because a jewel thief, you know, robs the Baxter <laughs> building of their giant diamond and replaces it with a phony one. That doesn't so protect them from the effects of the cosmic rays. So for what what a coincidence that that happened right when they were about to do their mission. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's a fun scene, right? That real silly. The the going in there to steal that diamond. <laughs> There's so much weird shit about this movie. Like genuinely. So early in the movie, you have Reed Richards and Vic Von Doom are like college classmates, yeah, and they're working on science together. And then I guess they hang out at an orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> or Victor does it, but Reed and Ben Grimm do hang out at this orphanage, and they, they play video games with Mrs. Storm's kids, her twins. Yes, and Susan is a, a little girl here with a crush on older boy Reed, which is you know perfectly normal thing, right? Like, oh, he's the the older college guy. Yeah, cool. Fine. But then, like in one scene later, everybody still looks the same, and then all of a sudden, Susan is aged like fifteen years, and we're supposed to believe like, and Reed's like mad old with his gray wingtips, gray like, wings. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh well, now. He sees Susan in a different light. It's whoa. like, whoa. He's a lady. <laughs> uh, oh. This movie, from tone, like you were saying, is a product of the 90s. It's what you think a bad 90s superhero movie is. This hits every single one of the tropes that you would expect. Yes, this is this is the movie that they try to make now. Like, we're going to make this bad 90s action kind of movie. And, like, you would think, like, it was like this because they do. They hit every everything you would think of. They hit it. I love it. I love shit like that because it's like, like wow. The story the sucks. The effects are terrible. This was done on a $1 million budget. And... The only reason it was even made in the first place was because in the mid-80s, a German film producer company called Constantine Films bought 10-year option rights on the Fantastic Ooh. Four and needed to put something into production before the they lost yeah. the, the, to be able to hold on to the rights. Stan Lee admitted in an interview that there was never any plan to release this movie. But they never told any of the people involved in the movie this. 
That's crazy. So Roger Corman, the producer, Ole Sasso, Sassom, I guess is his name, Sassom. was the director. The the cast, they were under the impression that they were just doing a movie. And of it was going to have like a small limited release. Under no circumstance did they ever think it was just going to get shelved and buried and vaulted. So they're just doing this movie. But apparently it was so low budget that Marvel didn't want to take the chance of having this damage the brand of Fantastic Four long term because they still viewed Fantastic Four A list, baby, as the A list. You know, yeah. they always say Fantastic Four, the greatest superheroes, you know, in the world, whatever. Uh, and they didn't want this out there to damage the brand. So once it was finished filming, Marvel went and bought up all of the film prints and the negatives to avoid having it be released. But someone did make a copy of it, and that's yeah, what ended up getting out and why we still have the ability to view this today. Oh. Because if you listen to some, there's rumors, hearsay, yes or no, no one really knows for sure, but apparently Marvel destroyed all the prints of this movie. <sighs> that's so crazy, bro. That's so... Oh, I love it, though. Like, hey, we were never going to release this. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Imagine. Now... Is this movie any worse than what you think it's going to be going in? No, not necessarily. Is this movie still really bad? Yes, yes, it is yeah, still really not, bad. Not good. The the acting is not good. The script is not good. Like there's just a lot of. It's a bad, bad movie. <laughs> uh, the uh, the music, the audio cues and stuff, absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Like to the point where like that's not even something that I. Personally. You're not supposed to notice, Joe. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like having a good umpire. If the umpire's doing a good job of balls and strikes, you're not really sitting there going, hey, great job by that umpire. Yes. But in this one, like, the background music in so many of the scenes, you're just like, my God, like, what the fuck is this? It seems it's so out of place, so out of tone. I just I can't it. understand that a professional person is the one who put this together. <laughs> Did you like how uh, the thing looked? Because that's, uh, you know, they use practical effects. You know, I thought it looked pretty good for I actually 94. don't think it looked bad yeah. based on what the rest of the movie looked like. But they said the majority of the budget did go into making the thing's costume. That's why it looks good. Okay. Because that's, that's one of the things, right? We're going to get a Fantastic Four movie here soon. And uh, I would think the thing is going to be all CGI, like Groot and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the same to have just a big rock man, you know, Michael no. Chiklis and, you know, in some, some fucking outfit like that. It matters, you know, practical effects matter, folks. That makes well, this, this endearing. Is why I love it. Batista doesn't want to do Guardians anymore. He's tired of sitting in the makeup chair and tired of all that stuff. Put that and hoodie I on. I guess all these actors are, right? Like they do it because they want to get over. They want to become a star. But yeah. once they become a star, it's like, all right, I've had enough of this. Put that fucking tank top on me. You're not. You're not make making up my whole entire torso here. Could you imagine though? You sit in a chair four hours every day. That's for just, two months. That's insane. Like that's crazy. Like that's. There's no better way we could. I think like nowadays they've gotten a little better, but still sometimes you're still in there for a few hours. That's just. I mean, you know, we just wake up, you know, we look like this. You know, we're not used to sitting in makeup. But, like, I, I've never had to wake up and be blue. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
Uh, one thing I did find out about this movie that I want to go track down now, Ooh, having seen this, this movie. What? There's a documentary about the making of this movie. Yes. It's called Doom, Doom. the untold yes. story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. It came out in 2015, and it features Roger Corman and the entire cast and crew of this movie. I'm kind of interested in going to watch that now. Guess what? It's on Tubi. Well, guess what, Tubi? I love you because you got some of the most ridiculous the shit out there. The best. I try. I was going to try to squeeze that in to watch it, but I was like, eh, I'm, I've watched enough this week. I'm not going to squeeze in the doc, too. Well, give me something to watch this week because I definitely am interested in seeing how uh, what details they go into. Like, you know, you telling me that they were never going to release that. Like, I wonder if that's something that comes up in the movie and how they react to that. Well, supposedly the cast um and i guess the filmmakers were going on like a media tour to like kind of start promoting it and then they got a cease and desist like no you ain't allowed to promote this what the fuck do you think you're doing <laughs> who told you to do that radio show <laughs> that's fucking funny they think they're gonna be yeah. on regis <laughs> so i haven't watched the documentary but there's not a ton of information out there about just like all the background stuff outside of, I guess Marvel understood that this movie was simply just being made so Constantine Films could keep their option rights on this for another 10 years and just didn't want to damage the brand because of how low budget they knew it was going to look. I wonder, though. You, do you think it really would have damaged? I think it just would have been a footnote. I mean, because everyone's I, seen it anyway, right? Like, well, they but we've seen it, it now. It's just at the point... We all know no one knew what a superhero movie should look like at that point. Yeah, and Marvel wasn't doing great at that time anyway. It's not like you know, so and I don't honestly, see why not. they didn't get a lot of money from this company to option the fantastic from the reports I read, they paid Marvel 250,000 to option the, for 10 years. Marvel, That's not a lot in that industry. But back to Marvel's almost gone bankrupt a hundred times. Yeah, but this is still the 80s, too, when they optioned it originally because they had yeah. a 10 year window. Mm, I, I but guess remember, comments. at that point, if you ever watch like any Stan Lee documentaries, he was so obsessed with making like Marvel these big movie blockbuster franchises. And he's just optioning stuff left and right, trying to get movies made, trying to get shows made. You know, that's why, like, finally the Hulk gets picked up. He's he's constantly trying to redo the popularity of, like, the 66 Batman because that was such a hit on TV for a long time. And they could never quite figure it out. Never. They never got, like, a big Spider-Man show. They never got a Fantastic Four thing. Uh, even when they do, we watched a couple weeks ago, The Incredible Hulk Returns, they're trying to use it to kind of backdoor a Thor pilot in there. And that obviously never takes off. No so sir. it wasn't until years and years later that Marvel becomes this house of action packed goodness that he was really trying to get for decades before then. Decades, bro. Like for real. Like that's oh, goodness gracious. I hear all these stories. There's a big uh there's an MCU book coming out this year. Uh that's like gone over the the history of Marvel. From the start of getting everything together, that should be uh, an interesting read. Cause... Yeah, there's a book I read a few years ago, and I it's just like Marvel Comics: The Untold Story. I believe is the 
the title of it. And it's probably about 10 years old or so at this point, maybe a little older. Uh, but as someone who wasn't a comic fan growing up and doesn't really know a lot about history of Marvel Comics or Timely Comics as it started and grew into Marvel Comics or the people who were really involved behind the scenes to make it become what it is uh, today or became throughout the decades. It was a very, it's a very long read. It's very detailed, but it's really good at, if that's something you're into, it's really good at giving you the history of everything Marvel Comics. No, it is. And people don't realize this there's a lot of shit. It's crazy. A lot of crazy shit going on in the comic world. Yep. Every time. Oh, goodness. Uh, let me hear some music here, Joe. Let's do it. Are you a man? A double main man. Are you a man? A triple main man. A man, man, man. A quadruple main man. Are you a man? Are you our man? All right, Fantastic Four, 1994, unreleased. Oh, baby. Where does this fall on your main man standings? I think it's worth a watch. If you've 100%. never seen it before, I think it's so. worth And you're a superhero fan, a Marvel fan, a bad yes. movie fan. Uh, it, it can scratch a lot of different itches for you. Is it a good movie? Absolutely not. Under no circumstance is there almost anything good in this movie. Uh, I'm really at a loss to find something I did like about this movie from a strictly movie perspective. But for all the bullshit that goes on behind the scenes, it becomes a very interesting point in time that this that they thought this was so terrible that it needed to be burned at the stake, never to be seen again, like it was a witch in Salem. Uh, it's still bad. I'm actually glad I saw it. It's not. I'm not leaving here as disappointed as I've been with some of the other movies we've watched on this Wheel of Super. Finally. But it's still a single main man, one star. Yeah, it's like one, one and a half. I don't know. I think the silliness of it sometimes, it's just like you're watching, like, all right. I think it's entertaining enough because it's also, it's not very serious. Uh, you get the sad Ben Grimm running around the streets like Raphael, like we talked about. Yeah. Same shit in the trench coat going around the city. You know, there's, there's some fun stuff, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. But like I you said, I also think the Victor Von Doom. Like, there's this scene where he's horribly electrocuted because they're searching for yes. the comet or whatever. It's just it's just really poorly done. And they're like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Okay, great. He's like, no, but we're going to keep him alive. And it's like, you know he's Dr. Doom. But yes. the way they finally do the reveal where, like, Reed finds out he's Dr. Doom is, like, the most unsuspenseful way they could have <laughs> possibly done it. Oh, too funny. Yeah, not so good. Uh, you know, we're winding down the wheel of superheroes here. I, we, we, uh, have we had a good one here? Like, everything's just been eh, right? Nothing. I mean, at least we were entertained by the Hulk being horny. <laughs> God bless the horny Hulk. And oh. Punisher Warzone wasn't terrible. Okay, good. All right. Superman was. Oh, my God. Poor Christopher Reeve. Oh, this poor guy. 
poor guy. So uh, this week, the big movie that's being released is Mission Impossible, part eight, part one, whatever it is. Uh, you know, we uh, we don't really talk about those movies on here. Uh, I watch them, I like them, but I treat them like any other action movie in the summer. I watch it and I don't think about it again. Joe, you're not I've, a big, only, uh, yeah. I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, and we ain't gonna make them watch all fucking six of them to catch up. So we're gonna pass on this uh, this Tom Cruise vehicle. I'll probably see it. Um, uh, no, maybe not. It's a busy week. But if I get to it, I get to it. But uh, so that means. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Maybe you do want to go see Six Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> Why don't they do like a marathon in the movie theater? Uh, they, uh, I have not seen that. They didn't do that uh, this time. I'm surprised. No. I don't think I've ever seen it for Mission Impossible. That's interesting. They'll probably do it next year because this is a part one. So probably next year you'll get the double feature. Not next. Year, oh, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> But we're so, gonna have uh, to spin a wheel. We're gonna spin a wheel now. Let's uh bring up this wheel here and let's spin it. Good choices left so here. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, all right, all right. Today's uh movie here is super. This is uh from 2010. This is from James Gunn. This is why this is on the list. It stars uh, Dwight from The Office. What's this fucking guy's name? Do you Rain remember? Wilson. Rain Wilson. Very good. He's a guy. He's uh, angry at life for some bullshit. Decides to become a superhero. Mm. As one is wont to do. Yes. It's got uh, Elliot Page, obviously, uh, before the transition here. Okay. As a sidekick character. And uh, I haven't seen it in very long. Uh, I remember it being good. It's it's good. It's dark. You know, it's like kind of a dark comedy. You know how James Gunn does, right? So uh, I figured this should be on the list here because it's James Gunn. He's uh, our Lord and comic savior here, right? Like he's going to save yes, us from he DC. He single-handedly rescued superheroes. That's it. And then made us get sick of them. <laughs> he's trying to bring it back again, baby. Come on. Saving DC. So, yeah, this is on Tubi. Should be a fun watch. I think it's like a 90-minute movie, in and out, bing, bam, boom, the way we like it, right? So we watch Super. We'll watch Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's Fantastic yeah, Four. Definitely. And you never have to leave the app to do it. Yes, that's right. That's beautiful. A nice Tubi weekend. Maybe I'll see what else is on that, that Tubi there. I was going to say, if you really want to spend more time on Tubi, you could do what I do and fall asleep every night watching G.I. Joe episodes. The animated series is up there. The Sunbow series. Great, great, great stuff. I could watch Arise, Serpentor Arise over and over and over. I actually think I'll be the first one to admit, as much as I love my 80s cartoons, I understand that they don't all hold up. G.I. Joe, I think, is still pretty good. Okay. Still pretty good. Very interesting. All right. Uh, and if yeah. you are an animated Ooh. fan, there is a bunch, an absolute fuck ton of oddball 80s, 90s animation series <laughs> up there. If you just want to cycle through, there is so much to choose from up there. You know who owns Tubi? I found out finally why it's uh, Egon Musk. Fox. It's a Fox thing. 
Fox. Is owns it? it? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's how they. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how this works. I don't understand, but I guess it's a way for Fox to throw. Some I always pictured it was like the guy Al from Al's Toy Barn in Toy Story Two, <laughs> like just some guy like kind of fat and bald like me, just kind of sitting around, just being like, I'm going to curate a bunch of weird shit and let people watch it. You mean like I do? <laughs> you are Al. I am. I love it. Oh, uh, all right, Joe. We got plans for next week. Uh, let's wrap this up so we can get there. Let's do it. Now time for the big finish. All right, folks. It's big finish time. Let's spin this wheel. Today's big finish, Joe, Christina Aguilera songs. Oh, baby. I miss Christina. I was just going to say, I I haven't really thought of her in a while, but, man, she's she's good. I got to see this here. I love me so, Christina Aguilera. Let's, uh, Let's get this going. Here we go. Number one for me is Dirty. I love Dirty. Love Dirty. I saw her live. It was the Justin Timberlake and Christina, Justified and Strip Tour. Woo! Good shit. Dirty is what a banger. Oh, You know, so and we kind of get caught up because we remember her as like the, the teen pop, whatever, her and Britney together. But like, this girl can fucking sing. Oh, she was great. The voice is crazy. Let's see. I don't even know where I would go. Number two for me, this song is like it's like one of those inspirational songs that get you hyped up. Like if you're in the car, like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, we're going to run through this goddamn brick wall right now, Christina Aguilera. Fighter. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Love Fighter. Oh, my gosh. You got so many songs. Oh, my goodness. Look at all these songs here. Light is good, yeah, it's good. I do like that. Beautiful, that's that big. I'm mean, you know, it's a hit for a reason. That's a great yeah. song. Genie, I mean, Genie and Bottle. You want to go for the classic? Genie I'm, and Bottle is a great song. Have to be bro. On the list. Genie right? and Bottle be number three for me, but I mean, it's a fucking hit for a reason. Come on over is good. Ain't no other man. Oh, that's I like, good. you know, which one I like is uh. Kind of different than all her other stuff, but Candy Man, Candy Man. <laughs> oh, all right, we're gonna go dirty. We're gonna go Ain't No Other Man, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go. You'll go Genie in the Bottle. We gotta go Genie. All right, so not a lot of difference between us this week. Just swapped oh, out those two middle songs. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sometimes these things happen. Remember to leave your top three Christina Aguilera songs in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Yes, let us know. Maybe we forgot something. We it's possible. There's a lot of songs to go through. Mm. So little time. Mm. Uh, thank you plugs, guys. Baby. 
for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're watching and or listening to this. Leave a five-star review. Follow on all the social media at Car Jomez, except threads, because we're working on it. A bunch <laughs> of buttons that I haven't quite figured out. But it sounds promising, because what do we know about threads? We're all having so much fun. Follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. Buy one of these t-shirts and help support Ooh. by going to prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. Thank you guys who did take advantage of the 4th of July sale. Got 20% off. I set a record for most t-shirt sales in a week. It was great. Whoa, congrats, so I appreciate bro. everybody who bought one of those. Also, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. And where can you see me next? I guess next place I will be is uh, is at PowerCon in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the beginning of August, I believe August 11th. So I will be over there. Interesting. Very good. You can find me, the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. Check out that Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash mezmovie. We had some fun showing Fantastic Four. Some other fun goodies in there in between. Some good stuff, as always. So next week, we will be watching Super showing over on Tubi and then whatever other stuff we happen to get into. But with all that being said, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace!